Hello and welcome to the Fit Leaders Podcast, the podcast for leaders seeking sustainable success. I'm your host, David Chinsky, founder of the Institute for Leadership Fitness and creator of Fit Leaders Academy. Join me as we explore how fit leaders enjoy vibrant lives marked by personal health and sustained contributions. In this episode, the MVV equation, I want to talk a little bit about how important it is for leaders to set a clear direction for their teams. It's only when our people know what we want them to work on and why we want them to work on it that we can stop worrying about constantly telling them what to do. What we want to achieve by creating a comprehensive set of mission, vision, and value statements is imparting the knowledge that can live on in the minds of our people so that it guides their efforts on an ongoing basis. So the MVV equation is the mission, vision, values equation. And the first component of the equation is the M, which is mission. Now, a mission tells an organization, tells an employee tells people outside looking in what the organization does. So think of the M or the mission as the what we do. And often a mission statement also speaks to for whom do we do it. So it's what we do. It could be our products. It could be our services. And for whom? Who are our customers? The V, the first V, I should say, in the MVV equation stands for vision. And the vision is all about the why we do what we do. So the mission is what we do and for whom. The vision is why we do it. So a vision statement is an aspirational statement. It's pointing to the future. It's talking about how we want to be known. We want to be the best. We want to be the clear leader. We will be known for. This is a stretch and it's designed to help our team appreciate the importance of pursuing the mission. So the mission is going to be more descriptive of what we do, while the vision is going to be the encouragement and the motivation for doing it because it gives the reason for why it's so important for us to do a good job delivering on our mission. The second V in the MVV equation stands for values. And the values tell us how we do our work. So again, the mission is what we do. The vision is why we do it. And the values speak to how we interact with others in the organization. For example, we treat others with mutual respect and trust. We believe in innovation. We believe in initiative. We believe in teaming as opposed to solo practitioners saving the day. We believe in balance. We believe in having fun. So the values create the culture, if you will, the set of behaviors and and approaches that define how we are with one another. Now, the power of the MVV equation comes when we have thought through all three of these components. We have a well-crafted mission statement that is very clear about what it is that we are working on as an organization, as a team. 
We have a vision that's clearly laying out what we aspire to, how we want to be known, which gives us the collective motivation to pursue our mission, and the values which define how we want people to be with one another. This really provides our team with that clarity around the work that we are looking to them to produce and deliver. Now, one of the exercises that can be very helpful prior to coming up with a mission statement, a vision statement, and a set of shared values is to think about the core purpose of your team, the core purpose of your organization. When I say core purpose, I'm really talking about our reason for being, our raison d'etre, if you will. This is not a mission statement. It's not a vision statement. It's not a set of values. It's usually a very short statement that simply describes the purpose for us being in business. And when I ask this question in the private sector, when I ask, what is your core purpose? The most common answer I get is to make money, to be profitable. Now, I want to tell you that that is never the core purpose of an organization, even a for-profit organization. Yes, if you are in business to make money, that's important. And yet, the organizations that produce a profit are the organizations that have a core purpose that delivers value to some end customer, and they do it well. If the only focus is on making money, there's a good chance the organization is going to fail to produce that profit they're seeking. So a core purpose is often expressed through the eyes of a customer. So let me give you a handful of examples of core purpose statements, and and perhaps you can then think about what the core purpose is for your organization or for your part of the organization. Let's take 3M. The core purpose at 3M, quite simply, is to solve unsolved problems innovatively to solve unsolved problems innovatively. That's their core purpose. So when people go to work every day at 3M, they know that the reason 3M is in business is to tackle some of the world's thorniest problems and to solve them through innovation. At Disney, the core purpose is to make people happy. I'm sure many of you have been to a Disney park a Disney resort, a Disney hotel. I remember a visit to Disneyland several years ago in California, Anaheim, California. And I was walking down Main Street one morning and all of a sudden I heard a little girl crying at the top of her lungs. It was it was terrible. I, I, I thought something bad had happened, thought she'd gotten hurt. So I was walking toward the sound of this crying girl. And as I approached her and saw her, a Disney cast member, which is what Disney calls their employees, had gotten to the little girl, had knelt down in front of her. So he was eye to eye with her. And he said, what's the matter? And the little girl who who was just sobbing said, my Mickey Mouse hat flew away. And she was just so sad about that. So the Disney cast member immediately got up. He walked to the closest store that sold hats on Main Street, and it wasn't a long walk. He pulled a hat off the rack, and he brought it to the girl. He gave it to her. She put it on her head, 
And now the girl was happy. What the Disney cast member did not do was call his boss and find out what he was authorized to do in this situation. He didn't pull out a, a large manual that had all kinds of rules and policies and procedures to see what he should do. Because he knew that the core purpose of his company was to make people happy, that's what he did. So that's the power of a core purpose. It tells people the reason we're here, and it should guide behavior without people having to ask for permission or to ask for whether or not they can spend up to this amount or that amount. Now, obviously, people will use their discretion and they'll often use it well because we often don't have the time if we really want to serve our customers to be stopping to question whether we should do what we already know is the right thing. Let me give you some more examples. Marriott, the big hotel chain. Their core purpose is to make people away from home feel that they are among friends. So I'm hoping that, that you see that these core purpose statements are not mission statements. They're not talking about what we do. They're not vision statements. They're not pointing to some way that, that we want to be judged or measured or known by in the future. They're not values. They're simply describing our purpose, our reason for being. Our, the, the purpose of Marriott is to make people feel like they're among friends when they are not at home. If they do that consistently, they will attract more customers, more repeat customers, and they will be profitable. Just like Disney will be profitable if when people go to their parks and their resorts, they feel happy. At Nike, it's to experience the emotion of competition, winning, and crushing competitors. Now, Nike's not interested in crushing competitors. It's all about the emotion of victory. It's, it's the feeling of, of winning. And so that's what drives what Nike does. Let's take one more, Coca-Cola. Let me give you a few seconds before I give you their core purpose. What do you think Coca-Cola views as their raison d'etre, their reason for being? Maybe there's a word that comes to mind for you when you think about Coca-Cola. Remember, it's not their advertising slogan, which is the first thing we think of when we are trying to figure out what is the purpose of an organization. And it's not their advertising slogan. It, it connects more directly to what it is they bring to their customers. So the core purpose at Coca-Cola is simply to refresh the world. So everything that Coca-Cola does, whether it's making pop, or soda, whether it's making waters, whether it's making juices, it's all about bringing refreshment to the world. So it's important to understand what the core purpose of your organization is. And it's also important to understand what our personal core purpose is. And when I think about individual purpose, I label that a little differently. So while organizations have core purpose statements, individuals have core motivation statements. What is it that, that at the end of the day motivates us to come to work every day? So if you think about a sentence that starts with, I go to work every day at blank, fill, it, fill in the name of your organization, 
and then continue the statement, because I want to blank, that is a core motivation statement. So if you say, I go to work every day at name of your organization because I want to blank fill in what it is you want to do and put a period at the end of that, you have the beginning at least of a core motivation statement. So when you fill this out, this when you complete this sentence, don't use bullet points, just complete this single sentence. So let me give you an example. I go to work every day at the Institute for Leadership Fitness because I want to create vibrant leaders that last. That's my core motivation statement. Now, you're probably thinking, and you would be right if you were thinking this, that that's a very high level statement, maybe 30,000 feet in the sky. Most of us, when we complete this sentence, I go to work every day at because I want to, starts out as a very lofty, kind of a I want to save the world statement. What I would encourage you to do, either yourself or with a partner, is to ask the five whys. So some of you may be familiar with the five whys process. If you're familiar with continuous improvement, Six Sigma, Lean, where we're trying to get to root cause. So we, we, we ask a series of why questions. So if I started by saying, I go to work every day at the Institute for Leadership Fitness because I want to create vibrant leaders that last, if I ask myself or if someone else asked me, why is that so important to you? I might then say something like, I believe it's important because some people don't take care of themselves and become overwhelmed. And even though they're really good at what they do, they end up not being able to go the distance. If I then ask myself or ask someone else to ask me another why question, well, well, why is that so important? I might say something like, I believe that's important because if we want to produce results in our organization, or if I'm going to be effective, I need to take a balanced approach to understanding what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and making sure that I'm taking care of myself. A fourth why question might ultimately lead to me saying something like, this is important to me because I know that I'm making a difference, that I'm enabling and equipping my customers with the tools they need and the processes they need to be vibrant and to go the distance. So what often happens when we ask the five whys of ourselves, or if we ask someone to ask us those whys surrounding our core motivation statement is that it becomes more personal. It's more about what we want and what we need to feel satisfied. And that's perfectly okay. In fact, that's why we do this. We want to understand what at our core is motivating us to go to work. And the lofty, I want to save the world at the beginning of this process, isn't really what's motivating us. It's probably what we think other people want to hear, or maybe it's, it's, it's linked to our organizational core purpose. As an individual, my core motivation is going to very naturally speak to why I do this. What, what's the, the reason that I do what I do? So think about what your core motivation statement might be. Fill out this, I go to work every day at name of your organization because I want to fill out what you want to do and play with this five why process, either yourself or with a partner. And if it, if you do it with a partner, what's cool is you can go back and forth. You can do yours and then they can do theirs. And think about the value 
of also using this as a team building exercise with your team. Because wouldn't it be helpful to know what the core motivations are of every member of your team so that as you're working with them over time, you can connect the important work they're doing to what's really important to them on a personal level. So this can be very, very helpful to the organization and and also to you as the leader in helping people feel like they are fulfilling the things that are most important to them. So once an organization understands its core purpose, it's ready to write a mission statement and a vision statement and and come up with a set of values. And on an individual level, if we have a core motivation statement, it's going to help us write a personal mission statement and a personal vision statement and a personal set of values if that's something that we want. Let's focus, though, on, on your organization for the moment. Let's take a look at some organizational mission and vision statements to see how well they satisfy the requirements of of what a mission statement is intended to do and what a vision statement is intended to do. Let's look at the mission statement for American Airlines. It reads, American Airlines is committed to providing every citizen of the world with the highest quality air travel to the widest selection of destinations possible. So the question we should ask ourselves is how well does this mission statement for American Airlines describe the what they do and for whom? So if we ask the question what they do, it's clear from their mission statement that they're all about providing the world with highest quality air travel to the widest selection of destinations possible. So they're in the business of flying people around the world. Now, the question for whom is also answered. It's really every citizen of the world. Now, it doesn't mean that every citizen of the world can afford to fly on American Airlines, although their mission is to provide every citizen with the highest quality air travel to as many places as they can get approval from all the governments in the world to land their airplanes. So I think this does a fairly good job of describing what they do and for whom, and it's short enough that people can remember it and repeat it. Let's take a look at another mission statement. Let's consider Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. Pfizer Pharmaceuticals says, we dedicate ourselves to humanity's quest for longer, healthier, happier lives through innovation in pharmaceutical and consumer health products. So what does Pfizer Pharmaceuticals do? Well, they're obviously in the business of making prescription drugs. They are focused on a certain type of prescription drug, a drug that is focused on helping people live longer, healthier, happier lives. There are other classes of drugs that might fall into other categories. So this, in some respects, defines and and delimits the kind of pharmaceuticals that Pfizer is focused on. And it also tells us for whom. So we know that they're in a number of different markets. In fact, they used to also serve the animal health products market. They've since divested that part of their business. Although when they did own the animal health division, they also included that in their mission statement so that we would have a sense of the breadth of what they did and for whom. So I believe both of these mission statements satisfy the requirements for describing what they do as an organization, as a company, and also for whom. 
Let's take a listen to some vision statements. So remember, unlike the mission statement, which is all about describing what we do and for whom, the vision statement is pointing us to something we want to accomplish, something we want to be known for, something that will define us in the future. Not necessarily right away. A vision statement often can be in place for many, many years because it has some element of of stretch to it. We might actually end up revising or updating our mission statement more frequently than our vision statement because our vision statement is kind of pointing us to some place in the future and it may take a while to get there. So let's take a look at Weston Hotel's vision statement. It says year after year, Weston and its people will be regarded as the best and most sought after hotel and resort management group in North America. Year after year, Weston and its people will be regarded as the best and most sought after hotel and resort management group in North America. Now that's a pretty bold statement, I think. They are striving on a consistent basis year after year to be regarded as the best and most sought after hotel and resort management group. This is a statement that points to why we do what we do at Weston. So if we were to look at the mission statement for Weston, it would be a lot more descriptive and detailed. The vision statement, though, is saying this is how we want to be known, and it's designed to be that aspirational motivation to keep doing what we do every day. Let's look at Amazon.com's vision statement. And I think you'll recognize that this is a a bit out of date, although I think it's a really good example. Amazon.com's vision statement was, Our vision is to be Earth's most customer-centric company, to build a place where people can come to find and discover anything they might want to buy online. Now, again, a very bold statement. They want to be Earth's most customer-centric company, and they want to be the place, the one-stop shop, if you will, for anything that people might want to buy online. Now, one could argue, I think, very successfully that Amazon.com has already achieved this vision. And as a result, this vision is due for an update as they move into other areas and as they are now looking to move back into some brick and mortar retail facilities. They're looking to bring drone technology to the delivery of their products. They have since purchased Whole Foods Market. And so their company has been evolving so quickly that the vision statement would benefit from catching up with where they see themselves now in the next three to five years. So think about how you would describe the what and the why to members of your team, or better yet, to someone new who was joining your team. How would you describe the what you do and the why you do it? This would be a very good way to orient a new employee to your team by letting them understand what we do on this team and for whom and why we do it. So I challenge you to write a short mission and vision statement for your team Once you do that, you might share it with your team, although I would start writing it yourself because one of the things that's important to understand is that the mission and the vision statement are intended to be a reflection of what the leaders are saying we need to focus on 
once you've written that down, I think there's great value in sharing it with the members of your team and perhaps tweaking it based on on their input. So that leaves the third component of the equation, the second V or the values. And the values are all about how we want to be when we do the what. When we are working together, what defines the way we interact, the way we treat one another? Some examples of values might be accountability. So we value accountability. When people say they're going to do something, we expect that they'll follow through. Compassion. We expect people to be compassionate with one another. A value might be balance. We value balance between work and play. We value excellence. We value fairness. We value making a difference. We want our people, when they do their work day to day, to be feeling that they're making a difference. So there are hundreds of values, and you may already have a set of values. I think that it is important for people to understand the meaning behind your values as well. So a lot of organizations have these lists of values that they they put up around uh, the organization, and, and some organizations even put them on a a laminated card that they expect people to carry around. And sometimes people don't really have a a shared understanding of what the organization means by these values. So a great exercise might be to ask people to write down what they think when they see a value like accountability or fairness or initiative or innovation. Just that discussion can help people come together and bond as a team and the organization would benefit from having a standard definition and description of those values. I remember a visit I made to a new customer many years ago. My team had successfully sold a a product to Motorola. And so I flew to Chicago with my team to shake the hand of the person who was responsible for purchasing our system. And one of the things that I did right off the bat when it was my turn to to make a part of the presentation was talk about our values. And I actually reached into my pocket and I pulled out a card that I carried with me all the time, every day, that had our values on it. I pulled it out of my pocket and I pushed it across the table to this individual. Well, instantly he reached into his pocket and pulled out his values card and slid it in my direction. So in an instant, there was a bond created between our two companies because both of us knew that the other company felt as as strongly as we did about our values. So sometimes people say that values are the soft stuff, that they don't really matter. The research suggests, though, that just the opposite is true, that the organizations that have been most successful, that have had the most growth, the most profitability, the most job creation are the organizations that have the strongest set of values, values that are shared across the organization. So all three components of the MVV equation are absolutely critical to bringing clarity around what we do and for whom, why we do it, and how we want to be when we are delivering value to our customers. I encourage you to think about how you're communicating your mission, your vision, and your values in a way that liberates people to be able to do the work that you want them to do without you having to stand over their shoulders day in and day out 
making sure that they're doing the right things. If they know the mission, vision, and values of the team, of the organization, that is gonna position them most strongly to do their work. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.